King, you have summoned me. What is it? Take this here vibranium to the Brother Miles as a gift from the people of Wakanda. Go and bring him the vibranium mic. He will use it wisely. Who are you? You don't know. Don't tell me Negro. That's absolutely nothing. What did you do before you were named a Negro? And where were you? And what did you have there? Ask Professor Maurice Miles Martinez, MC Brother Miles, and he'll tell you like it really is. You can shackle the hands of black people. You can jail the bodies of black people. But you cannot shackle or jail the minds of black people. Rise up, black man, black woman, and reach to go back to Africa. My father was a Garveyite. Thus, Marcus Garvey can be thought of as my grandfather. But when you say, I've read in... Dr. Ben's book, or I've read in Dr. Ivan Van Sertima's book, or I've read in Professor Maurice Miles Martinez's book, they say, don't speak that information in here. Brothers and sisters, speak your truth to the world. Brother Miles, the black man's truth is here. The Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. History is a clock that people use to tell their political, economic, and cultural time of day. Brother Miles, the relationship of history to the people is the same as the relationship of a mother to her child. Free at last and proud to be black. One day, Miles will be free at last. Welcome to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast, the place where black history, hip-hop, and spoken word come together. I'm your host, Maurice Miles Martinez, also known as MC Brother Miles. At the end of each podcast, we have an original spoken word poetry or hip-hop track by myself. Last week, we discussed King Leopold II and the Berlin Conference. The Berlin Conference, also known as the Congo Conference, split up Africa like a cake. As a result of this invasion of Africa during the late 1800s, people wanted to escape. King Leopold II was from Europe's Belgium, and he set up a brutal regime in which people's hands were severed, and he took the lives of between 11 and 20 million people in the Congo for the sake of rubber. One of the people who wanted to escape the Congo went by the name of Oda Banga. Now, Oda Banga was approached by an anthropologist, Werner, who brought him to the United States. However, it wasn't long before Oda Banga was put on display in world's fairs along with people such as Japanese, Filipinos, an Apache, and West Africans. These were very inhumane events because these people were put on display for other people who attended the World's Fair, supposedly in their quote-unquote native habitats. This environment was part of the late 19th and early 20th century mindset of Europeans and Americans that they had to fulfill what was known as the white man's burden to supposedly civilize the so-called uncivilized peoples of the world. People from countries outside of Europe or America were referred to as savages. The United States military and European militaries often entered these areas to wage wars on the people. Thus the world's fair and their displays of indigenous peoples from around the world served as a way to justify European and American colonization and war against these people. Probably the most outrageous instance of people being put on display was that of Oda Banga, who was put on display in New York City's Bronx Zoo. He was put in a monkey's cage with a chimpanzee. 
about 40,000 people came while he was there over a period of a few weeks and jeered at him. Eventually, an African-American minister freed Banga and took him into his refuge. But as you can imagine, this was very, very taxing on Banga's psyche. When Banga was placed in the Bronx Zoo, slavery was already over for 40 years in America. America had undergone her reconstruction era, which sent black men to Congress. There was even a black governor during this era. And by the time of Banga, America had rolled back much of the right to vote for most black people as well as other rights. Banga was thus put in a zoo. Now many people are appalled when they hear about the Bronx Zoo and that Oda Banga was put into the Bronx Zoo in a monkey's cage, but I can tell you personally that until about 17 years ago, there was something known as the Westchester County Fair in New York. It used to be at Yonkers Raceway, and at this event there was a giant billboard with many different people from different areas of the world that used to be put on display at the World Fair. Now. To add to this, you might be thinking, well, in 1906 was a long time ago. We had to have gotten better over the years. However, in the 1950s, Germany put humans into zoos. Now, even the 1950s might seem a long time ago. However, there were Africans put on display in a zoo in Germany in the year 2005. You can read about it online in an article called The Telegraph, entitled German Zoo Sparks Outrage by Parading Africans Next to Baboons. There are even more recent instances of Africans in zoos. Today in 2021, Disney's Animal Kingdom in Orlando, Florida has an African village in it. Disney has an African village in the middle of it, complete with African drummers and dancers. I might add that Orlando, Florida also contains Congo River Gulf, with a statue paying tribute to Henry Morton Stanley, King Leopold II's explorer and murderer of African people. Until a couple years ago, Orlando, Florida had an African-themed McDonald's near Universal Studios, which was almost all animal banks contained Africans and African mass and said nothing about African civilization. If you place an African village in the center of a zoo, then you're saying that Africans are animals. And there's a long history of pseudoscience that surrounds this idea. Now, Banga eventually became depressed and committed suicide. He's often referred to as a pygmy, but this is a biased word like tribe. Listen to season one, episode seven called No Tribes in Africa for more information. As always, we conclude the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast with an original spoken word or hip hop track by myself. MC Brother Miles. After slavery ended more than 40 years in New York City, he shed all of his tears. For because of his Africanness, he was constantly eschewed. Odabanga was put on display in the Bronx Zoo. A Congolese man, Odabanga, resided unhappily in extreme misery under the regime of King Leopold II's rubber machine of the Belgian cream of the crop whose murders chopping block killed tens of millions of Congolese people ad hoc. Entire villages were pillaged, people were tortured, crucified on rooftops. After over the head they were knocked, the hands and feet of children severed, left to bleed. Forget about bandages not even covered with socks. While husbands worked cutting rubber, wives were chained at home by the lock. So Odebenga took a look on his block and misery struck him. After all of the shock, he had to get out of his nation at hand. Unlike his brethren, he still had his two feet and two hands. In fact, he's lucky he had his own life. He had not been touched by King Leopold's knife. 
And then along one day came this man calling himself an anthropologist with the promise to take Banger to a foreign land, a land of no slavery, a land that was free, a land that was filled with many a field greens. That land was America and initially must have seemed much better than King Leopold's brutal machine. So Banger took up the offer to be truly redeemed, unfortunately becoming a part of a pseudo-scientifically supported anthropological regime. After arriving in America, soon he was told to partake in the World's Fair, a place that was spiritually cold. Banger was put on display by cats who were bold, along with his brethren just like a freak show. An Eskimo, an Apache, West Africans, Japanese, and Filipinos. You could step right up to see them for 25 cents, don't you know? In their native habitats. Some people stared, others just laughed. This was not funny, it was simply just rash to take all of these people and put them on display for a bash just so that some people could collect cash. After slavery had ended more than 40 years in New York City, he shed all of his tears. For because of his Africanness, he was constantly eschewed. Odebanga was put on display in the Bronx Zoo. Odebang was in the Bronx Zoo for a period too long. He was put in a monkey's habitat with a chimpanzee named Dong, supposedly showing the pseudoscientific metamorphosis of a chimpanzee into a black man. This was wrong, further obscuring Banger's already damaged psyche for long. Cats threw money at him while they sang a song to try to get him to growl and show his teeth just so that they could confirm their belief that the black man is of an inferior seed. So they jeered and laughed at this African pure breed. Then one day, a man came to the zoo. An African-American minister took Banga to be rescued into his parish, away from the hate, away from this perpetual racist state. Eventually living out on his own from this experience, Banga surely had grown. Then one day when it got too much, he took a gun, committed suicide with it in his clutch. Now, some of you say this couldn't happen today. You must be cooped up in your small world of a place. At the Westchester County Fair, just minutes drive from the Bronx Zoo, human beings are being put on display for money too and to add insult to injury in this hard place. There's a giant billboard with many a face of different ethnicities that had and show spaces. People are still paying for and promoting that which is racist. Now, those of you who feel this couldn't happen today, when Bangor was in the zoo, there had been black congressmen and slavery was already over 40 years in the fray and we just celebrated the 50th year civil rights movement celebration crowning to the day check the job and there were africans put on display in the zoo in germany in the year 2005 i must surmise there are too many lies so just remember oda banga and his african ties Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. When you have a chance, please pick a copy of my books up from Amazon. The Real Wakandas of Africa, Dr. John Henry Clark versus Herman Cain. The Great Wall of Africa, the Empire of Benin's 10,000 mile long wall. And 
The Real Vibranium of Africa by Maurice Miles Martinez. Please feel free to contact me at MauriceMilesMartinez at gmail.com. That's MauriceMilesMartinez, all one word, at gmail.com. Or connect with me on LinkedIn. Please tune in next Saturday for another episode of the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. I will speak with you then. Thank you again for listening. The Real Wakandas of Africa is now available on all major platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please share this with your friends and family and ask them to subscribe to the podcast so that they can get weekly updates when the podcast is released.